You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Mary Wild, who is the author of Online Anxiety Courses for Kids and she has one for parents. If you are a parent of an anxious school-aged child or teen, there is a way that you can stop wondering what to do about it and take important action. You can set your family on a new path by helping your child trade worry, acting out, missing out for greater confidence, resilience, and calm. We have had Dr. Wild on the show and she knows what she's talking about. She is a pediatrician and the mom of eight boys. Her online anxiety course teaches evidence-based strategies of the mind, body, and spirit that have been proven to increase hopefulness, connection, and calm among kids, teens, and parents who participate. We could all use a little bit more of that. And she has a special for our listeners. If you go to bit.ly, B-I-T slash on boys, you will find all of the goodies there and her discount pricing on the Overcoming Childhood Anxiety Online Courses. I don't always like my boys. It's a bit taboo to admit that. We parents, especially us moms, we are somehow expected to feel lovey and wonderful about our children all the time. And I do love my children. You know that, Janet. Anybody who has listened to this podcast before knows I love my children always. But... But I do not always like them. I don't necessarily want to be around them sometimes. Sometimes I want them to go away. I have offered them to friends, including you, I believe, Janet. Absolutely. And I, I have joked about throwing them in a snowbank. Even back when I still remember doing this, my oldest was born in December. That winter, in his first year, we joked about throwing him in a snowbank. Yes, I love him. Yes, I took great care of him. But sometimes he really frustrated me. Sometimes he was really hard to be around. And we're going to dig into this today because we have noticed that um, parents who admit that they don't like their kids, even sometimes, are sometimes shunned and shamed by other parents. And we don't think that's helpful. 
Here on On Boys, we are all about keeping it real. So today we are going to talk about what to do and how to cope when you simply don't like your boys. Yeah. And I think the first thing is to be okay with saying it. And it's not that you don't like your boys. It's more like you don't like their behavior. Or in this season, it might be that you don't like their politics and you don't like their attitude and you don't, you know, don't like this, don't like that. And just to emphasize what you what you said, Jen, is you fundamentally, foundationally love your kids. And sometimes the the other part is a little bit bigger than that love, but that love is steady. It's the undercurrent. It's always there. And I think it makes things a little bit easier on ourselves when we can admit that, you know, I don't really like my kid right now and take the shame and embarrassment and the, you know, ooh, I'm not supposed to say that. Take that away. Like we're just cracking that open today. Because here's the thing, even if other people aren't saying it, they're feeling it. Mm -hmm. There is nobody on this planet now or previously or in the future who actually feels like towards their children all the time. It's impossible. It doesn't happen. Yeah, doesn't happen. Just like your partner, you know, you don't always like your partner. It's like, go away. I'm going to throw you in a snowbank. Right. Leave. <laughs> and th that's the part that uh, really has resonated for me as I've thought about this topic. It is totally normal. And somehow we accept it with these other relationships, right? In any kind of a long-term relationship, there will be periods, sometimes a moment, sometimes a day, sometimes weeks, even months, where you don't like that other person. Mm -hmm. It happens in our relationships with our parents. It happens with our siblings. It happens with friends, with coworkers, spouses, partners. So of course it's going to happen with our children as well. Talk about a long-term relationship. Like you're stuck with them from day exactly. one. Exactly. And part of this is, you know, we know that our kids have come to teach us some personal growth and sorry to say it, but there it is. And yet it is an opportunity if you choose, if you choose to take it, if you choose to accept that opportunity, when you are in that place of not liking your child, oh boy, this is a time to look at the quality, at the behavior, at the expression, whatever's happening in that child. It's time to hold the mirror up to yourself. And is this a quality that I don't necessarily like in myself? Ouch. You guys, Ouch. I'm cringing right now. Janet can Ouch. see me. You can't, but I'm cringing because so often that's the case. My oldest son in particular is very stubborn, very opinionated, likes to be right. Oh, just Ooh. like his mother. <laughs> just right? like his mother. Yeah. So you may have that child who is just like you. Or I'm going to say, you know, you may be in a uh, split family situation and that child reminds you of their father or their mother, the, the spouse that might be your ex. And that can be pretty challenging if there's some qualities that 
ooh, oh, you're just like your dad. And ooh. Ouch. Oh, and Again. that can turn into all kinds of fun self-blame too. Because if you, you know, if you let yourself go there, you you can get angry and then you can blame yourself for choosing such a partner in the first place and having children with this person. And all of that kind of thinking isn't helpful, is it? No. But Jen, okay, let's get real. Mm -hmm. You're divorced. Yep. What do you do when you see a quality in your boys that reminds you of perhaps a reason why you're divorced? How do you navigate that? Oh, that is a good question. And uh, I wish I could say it hasn't happened, but it happens relatively often. And um, it brings up stuff in my head, right? So it's like all the swirling starts. And what I was just saying to you, that kind of irritation and anger, it brings up some of the hurt and anger about the divorce in the first place. And then this self-blame thing. And I can't live in that place. That's no good. So um, for me, I usually cope with it. I do some venting. I, you know, I either, either, or also, uh, sometimes it's in my journal. Sometimes it's with a friend. Sometimes it's with my current husband. Like, I just need to say, this is what's happening and it is driving me crazy. Yeah. And, and and I want to emphasize, you didn't say, and it's with my child and it's with my son. Do not ever, ever say that to your son. Oh, you're just like your father. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. Never, ever, ever, ever do that. The only time you can do that is when you're commenting on really good things. And my, and, and my boys are like their dad in very good ways. And Mm -hmm. those I call out the other ones. I have to deal with that. Yeah. I have to deal with that myself. And, uh, often just being able to especially when I share that with another person, another adult privately, having them sort of validate that feeling and go, yep, mm-hmm. then I can let it go, release it and move on. Yeah. Cause you're not going to change it. No, you're no. going to beat your head against the wall. If you think that you're going to change that. So it's acceptance and moving on. So here is the really challenging thing for me with this conversation about these moments, not liking our children seeing things that remind us of people that we don't prefer anymore that may have hurt us. I too have heard that uh, comment or statement, you know, well, it's not that you don't like them. It's that you don't like their behavior. And that is certainly true in some cases, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get super real. Sometimes I don't like them. And what I mean by that is As adults, we all know the kinds of people that we like to hang out with, the people that we choose as friends, the people that we choose to spend our time with. If I were to list the characteristics and interests of my teenage boys, along with my preferred characteristics of friends and people I like to spend time with, they don't align, Janet. Uh Uh-oh. Snowbank time. (laughs) Just put them out there. (laughs) You know, it's not so much, it's not snowbank time at that point, but that is an important realization for me because as important as these boys are to my life, 
They are my world. I spend most of my time thinking about them. I spend most of my time caring for them in some way, which I'm sure they would argue that point if they'd heard, hear me say it right now. They're like, you don't do anything for us. We're teenagers. We can do everything. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> but being able to admit that, like, you know, this is not somebody I would necessarily choose to spend eight, 12 hours, even two hours a day with. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of frees me up. And it's back to, you hear it with... Um, interpersonal relationships, like marriages or dating romantic relationships, you cannot expect that other person to be your everything. So these, these are my kids. We don't have to have anything in common, Mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is reminding me of a a past conversation that you, you and I had about the nine year change and how we have to shift our parenting, but we're also watching our kids shift and become who they are. And sure, you've had great influence over him. You've, you know, you have your family dynamics, your family culture, all of the things. And there is a point where you don't have, I'm going to put air quotes, control Mm -hmm. over who he's becoming. And so that might be, you know, that might give you great curiosity and excitement and enjoyment if it's something that is like, oh, I, I didn't know there was such a thing as, yes. you know, whatever lawnmower races. Yes. And then suddenly you find yourself so involved and compelled by lawnmower races. Or you're like, yeah, yard work, equipment, tractors and stuff. So much, not so much, but, but you can you can like and admire and enjoy their interest when it's something you can sort of kind of relate to. But yeah, I'm curious about, and, and, and we have to go here. Yeah. You have political signs in your yard right now, <laughs> as we're recording this, it is the end of October. We have a big week coming up next week. You have both sides signs Janet. in your yard. I think, unless they've been taken. No, we do. And uh, our yard made the front page of our newspaper because we are the only house in town that has signs for both the Democratic and the Republican presidential candidates on our lawn. And people notice that. We happen to also be like on the main road going to the one grocery store. So everybody has seen it. And the newspaper has gotten calls and comments about it. So she came and she took a picture and um, she wanted to interview me, asked me a couple of questions. And the quote that made it in the paper, she asked me, is this something you do every, you know, presidential election, every political race? Do you always put up the signs for both candidates? I'm like, "Uh, no. Well, well, why did you do it? And I said, well, there are four people who live in this house and we don't always agree. Yeah. Will you put that picture in the show notes? Because that would be really fun to see. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I will put it in the show notes. But so so back to that issue of like there's some fundamental disagreements in that. And this is like a value disagreement. And, you know, we're seeing the divisiveness and here you are living it in your household. And we've seen this in families across the country, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it gets really, really difficult when it feels like or is a a value thing. And you're like, so you don't value the things I do. Why do I want to spend time with you Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. where it goes. 
Now, because these are my children, we're sort of forced to figure this out. We are forced to navigate the same space. And because I am who I am, I respect their right to their thoughts and their opinions, even if they don't agree with me. That's who I am as a human. Mm-hmm. That has complicated my life as a parent in very many ways. Raising mm-hmm. independently thinking children, that comes, they, it Dang. all comes back at you, right? It does, doesn't it? But that is really what I want for them. So, all right, if I have an opinion and I'm expressing it, they have that same right. Mm-hmm. The other thing is um, because we are living here and we we respect each other's opinions in that way. Like the fact that I'm allowing them to put out signs of who they support, even though it's not who I support, um, that does get me some respect from them. Nice. The other part of it is realizing, and this is true for politics, but for so many things, that even though it may seem like, well, if you support this candidate, then you are for this, 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 this. Yeah. For most of us, most Americans, most humans, we're much more in that murky middle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was talking with my 20-year-old recently who had gotten a political survey, and it was asking for his opinion on the handling of, I'm just going to say, um, topic A and topic B, which are two totally different things. And he realized that you know this survey, trying to get his opinion on both in one thing is impossible because I think this about this, and then I think this about this. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. And Mm -hmm. one thing that also helps me navigate this is keeping in mind that they are children. They're not finished yet. They're not finished yet. And that's so important. And to, to, to be able to engage in the conversations and this, I mean, you are helping them form their opinion, their judgment. You're helping them develop their neocortex when you engage in these conversations without shutting them down. And you may, you know, they may have this extreme opinion about topic A on one day and the next week it's flip-flopped and you're left going, oh my gosh, what's, what just happened here? But to recognize this is absolutely part of the developmental process. And if you can engage and just ask a lot of questions, just be curious. And listen a lot. And listen, absolutely. And and ask them, you know, well, how does this, how does this align with that? And what are the connections and what are the contrasts? And, and you're just developing their ability to think critically and about something that they're feeling very passionate about this week could be something completely different next week. And so don't get on the train of like, oh my God, my child's a disaster and what have I done? No, it's, they're just going through the steps. It's like trying out different clothes. I wanna dress this style, I wanna dress that style. The next week he's, you know, wearing something else. You know, when it comes to politics especially, I remind myself that I, as an adult, am pretty completely opposite of my parents Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you know what I think that they still think I'm an okay person anyway and I am and you know what so are they and that's something that we really need to be able to look at in terms of our boys and our, you know, our neighbors and everybody else we share this world with, that even if you don't agree with somebody on everything, they still have good qualities. 
This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about By Heart Baby Formula. By Heart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And By Heart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on By Heart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. By Heart is also the only U.S. made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider ByHeart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at ByHeart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. ByHeart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet, but a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin and I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve and I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. And you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no, and they taste good and they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's try, T-R-Y dot Easy Melts. E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash on boys. Now, when you are in the moment of not liking your boy, this may be way too difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, I totally recommend doing what a couple people in my building boys group recommended. They're like, I go away. I go in my room. I -hmm. do some self-care. When you can't stand being around these people anymore, go away. You don't have to engage in that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really liked what one of your moms in your group said about just having that little physical contact. You know, if you can't stand the verbal, we, I don't like this conversation we're having, whatever it's been, ruffle his hair. Pat him on the back, not, you know, bump into him as you walk by. Just a punch on the shoulder can be a sign of affection in a house of boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So having that little moment 
might just be enough to keep you connected, remind you that there's a good person in there, remind him that, oh, mom still sees me. She still loves me. More so than the words, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a fun part with boys and the physical contact and the whole don't like them thing. Remember that boys, generally speaking, broad generalization doesn't apply in every case, but they process things physically. Um, Affection is more likely to be physical than, you know, let's talk about it. So this is a perfect time to challenge one of your kids to an arm wrestling match or have a wrestling match or some rough housing because you get out some of this that you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You are physically connecting. You'll probably end up laughing and Mm -hmm. you can turn this. I don't like you into a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. After you've done your self-care. Yes, that's, that is a good idea. I really liked what another mom in the building boys group said too. And this was so helpful. Joanne said that when she has these days where, you know, I, I do not like my children right now. She reminds herself that she is responsible for feeding and sheltering them. And she doesn't have to like them. Yeah. And that can be really helpful in the moment. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, you have responsibilities to your children. If you are listening to our podcast, I guarantee you are meeting those minimum responsibilities. That's all you have to do right then. Yeah. Yeah. Be easy. Yeah. As we talked about doing this topic and you asked me the question off of the, off of our recording, if there was a time, if there were times when I didn't like my girls and I, wow, you know, and again, I bring the perspective of my kids are much older than many of our listeners and, and they're 35 and 31. And uh, so it was a long time ago, a really long time ago. And um, and I, I mean, there were some times that I did not like them. I can, I can recall a few, not, not that many, but it so gets tempered over the years like that. Like I really had to dig deep and really, really think about it. And so, you know, just to offer parents who are in it right now and feeling like this is our whole world and this is our future and it's always going to be like this i offer you that perspective of hindsight of the years gone by and this will become a very small small part of your biography of your shared history the enjoyment the love prevails that is such such a good point because when you're in the middle of it you're right it it can eat up all of your mental energy, all of your thinking. And you think this is where we're going. Yeah. Put in all this work and we're not even going to like each other. And we're going to have this tense relationship, but conflict is normal in relationships. Periods of feeling closer and feeling more distant is normal in relationships. And over the long-term trajectory you have many, 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 many more positive interactions Mm -hmm. than those few negative ones that seemed just overwhelming in the moment. And I mean, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that P word, the pandemic, (laughs) and how we are, you know, you are 
likely spending more time with your children than ever, ever, I am ever currently before. quarantined with my children. We do yes, have a positive case of COVID in the house and... COVID in the house. COVID in the house. Who ever thought that would be a cheer? But there you right? go. Right? But it adds another layer of feeling restricted. Um, we are all angry and annoyed at the yeah. virus, at its effect on our lives. But let's face it, that comes out as anger and annoyance at each other more often than not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, just acknowledging it and I mean you and I preach self-care 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 but that is the foundation you guys you have to take that I have one client who feels like she can't you know she hits the ground running in the morning first thing and schedules and logins and online blah 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 and I said well Is it possible for you to take five minutes before your feet hit the ground in the morning to just be still, to just be with yourself? And as we talked about it, it was very cute. She said, well, you know, my husband, who is the best husband on the planet, apparently, I know all, you know, many of you have those husbands, but he brings her coffee to her bedside every morning in her favorite coffee mug. And so we talked about having that coffee moment of just, even if you've got a kid in bed with you, just taking that moment to savor that cup of coffee. And it could be one minute, it could be three minutes, but just to pause and just take that moment. And then your cup is a little bit fuller and you're able to maybe reach out with a little more grace to that kid who already first thing in the morning is driving you crazy. Yes, that's a great point because, of course, when are my kids most likely to get on my nerves? When I am tired and stressed and Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of reserves left to cope with it. When I am feeling fine, when I'm feeling good, when I am feeling like my best self, I am much more capable of rolling with the punches. Mm -hmm. But if I'm already depleted, it doesn't take much at all to land in my, I don't like you today bucket. Exactly. I don't like you. I don't like the mailman. I don't like myself. I don't like the world today. So it really does come back to self-care. And I know that might be feeling trite, but you, you have to do it. Like there's, this is, you don't get a pass on self-care. And there's some uh, comfort here. One of the things that I have learned through the pandemic, I think a lot of us have, because we can't just choose to exit this. We right. can't choose to have life go back to normal. So we have all gone through periods where we have felt more down, more stressed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more whatever. We have mm-hmm. no choice but to keep going. I mean, yeah, we may collapse for a while. We may do our self-care. We may totally fall apart. However, you choose to deal with it life goes on. And my point here is that when we first planned this episode, it was last week. And immediately after putting it on the calendar, I emailed Janet and I'm like, Oh, Janet, guess what? I don't like my kids. I don't like my son right now. And this is what he's doing. And this is why it's bothering me. And Oh, uh, and you know what? It's a week later and I kind of like my kids today. Yeah. And that's such a good reminder. This too shall pass be in it, acknowledge it, wallow in it if you need to. And like you said, 
call a girlfriend, call your lifeline, vent, and that's okay. It's it's getting it out of your system so that you can reconnect with your boy. You will get through it much more quickly if you are able to honestly admit to yourself and to another person, I don't like my kid right now. Mm-hmm. Instead of holding it inside because you are so ashamed and letting that fester. So if you take nothing else from this conversation today, it is normal. We all have these moments. It is okay to admit. And if you don't have anybody at home or virtually that you can talk to, come send us a message Mm -hmm. and we will absolutely validate your right to feel what you're feeling. Absolutely. And if you are really struggling with it, if it feels like it's continuous and you're not climbing out of that pit, then you need to get some help and look for a parenting coach in your city. Call. I'm a family coach. I will get on the phone with you. We will talk about it. And you need support. And it's okay to admit that you need support and ask for it. So don't feel like you have to suffer in silence on this one. It's not doing anybody any good at all. And keep in mind, your kids don't always like you either. Ouch. There is that. For me, that was helpful. Another parent in my group pointed that out and it just reinforces the normalcy of the whole thing. We as humans don't always like each other and it's okay. Yeah. And as one mom in my uh, Boys Alive Facebook group said, Luckily, it's just a temporary dislike and love returns within a reasonable amount of time. One of my sons, I think it was Sam, when he was younger, he used the term family hate. He was upset at one of his brothers. He was saying and doing something mean. I was calling them on it. And he said, it's okay, mom. It's just family hate. (laughs) Brilliant. And what he was getting at was this fact that like, yes, I love them and they are part of my family, but oh my gosh, I want to kill him right now. Yeah. Right now I just hate you. And five minutes from now, I'll be wrestling with you. But right now, family hate. That's a great, that's, yeah. As long as it's used in the proper context, you know, (laughs) gently and kindly, then, you know, it's a good one. It's a good one. I recognize that this has not been an easy topic today, and I so appreciate your willingness to be vulnerable, Jen, and share, because it is hard. It's hard, and we all go through it. It's a normal part of parenting. It's a normal part of partnering and, you know, being in the workplace, having friends, and when we can shed light on it, give voice to it. And recognize that we have the capacity to repair, to reconnect, and to re-love our our other, and also re-love ourselves, forgive ourselves, give ourselves grace. You know, today's just a family hate kind of day. (laughs) It's just all there is to it. Fake brownies on those days. I did that yesterday, and everybody loved the brownies. It's a little thing, but sometimes when you're having a bad day, those little things make all the difference. Yeah. And again, listeners, reach out to us if you are feeling in need of more support. We're here for you. We love you. Even if you don't like everybody else in your life right now, we love you. And we like you too. 
Hey, don't forget to check out those courses on anxiety for parents, for kids. They will help you get a handle on the hopelessness, the stress, the worry that you may be feeling. It is Dr. Mary Wild. She's a pediatrician. She's a mom of eight boys, and she knows how to help you with your anxiety and how to help you help your child overcome anxiety. Go to bit.ly, that's B as in boy, I-T dot L-Y slash on boys, and you'll see the courses there. And she's also adding in a anxiety telesummit that has amazing experts helping you overcome anxiety. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.